Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yeah, so you said it, Travis Kelsey. He claims that the Chiefs are the new dynasty in the NFL and actually made his comparisons to the Warriors. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. And also Frank Vogel, he just has been hired as the Phoenix Suns new head coach. So we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, we got to start with game two of the NBA Finals. Antoine, you know, we had you on and thanks for being on again, of course. But we had you on, on last Thursday and we were giving our, our thoughts and previews in the, into uh you know, into the series and whatnot. And here we are. The series is tied 1-1. Uh, but the Heat last night, they got it done 101, well, excuse me, 111 to 108 to tie the series. Jokic finished with 41 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough for them to get the win. Gabe Vincent, he was also the leading scorer for the Heat. He had 23 points. And Jimmy Butler added 21, as well as uh, Bam Adebayo. But the Heat, they really showed some, some grit down the stretch. They were down most of the game. And they made it happen. You know, in the last series, it, it was, you know, it was a three-point game, and the Heat snuck out with the win. Antoine Walker, you, you on with us? We got you? Yep, there he is. What's going on, boss? How we feeling? Oh, I think you're on mute, man. We have some technical some difficulties technical right now, so we'll come back to Antoine Walker. Um, but, Brandon, yeah, man, what's your thoughts, though? What's your thoughts? How, you know, what did you see from the Heat in game two? You know what? Um, I got to be honest. Shocked. Yeah. Shocked that the Miami Heat played the way they played. Mm -hmm. And also, let's not forget, remember going into, I think it was uh, last series, we were talking about the sun, the Suns and, and the Heat. Um, you know, Ashley brought up a great point, and there's been people talking about it, uh, obviously, across the sports world, the NBA world, but the altitude. Mm -hmm. The altitude was a big deal, right? So for the Miami Heat to play in Denver the way they did – full control damn near you know the entire game that was a special that was a special that was a special moment for you guys mm. i didn't expect them to come out and play that way um i wouldn't have been surprised if they got swept yeah i wouldn't have got i wouldn't have been surprised we yes, got sir. you yes sir okay to what i'm saying i'm talking i'm giving my take on on last night's game and what i'm saying is you know i wasn't surprised I mean, I was surprised how the that Miami Heat came out and played, all right? Uh, and I wouldn't have been surprised if this team got swept. When you look at how the Denver Nuggets play all playoffs, all postseason, and also how they came out swinging uh, in the first game of the, of the finals. So I was shocked last night, Tuan, that the Miami Heat came out and played the way they played. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts watching this game? Um, well, I definitely didn't 
believe that it'll be a sweep. Eric Spoelstra is too good of a coach. Miami's too tough of a team um, mentally. And Jimmy Butler, I got I got too much respect for Jimmy that he could, he could definitely um, avoid being, getting swept. Um, the depth is more on the advantage of Denver, but Miami game plan was was great last night. I thought, and I think this is the blueprint to beating them for Miami. It's not for everybody. And what I mean by that is let local. Joker can get 41. I mean, he mm-hmm. had 41 11, but the big thing, he only had four assists. Four assists. And he only had four assists. So he did, they did not allow the other guys to get involved in the game like typically they do. That's when Denver's at their best, when Jokic is able to get triple doubles and also still able to score. So you can't let him have his cake and eat it too. So you got to get a heat a lot of credit on that. If Joker gets 40, he gets 40. But you stop those other guys from getting involved, may be the blueprint. I mean, it's only one game. It may be the blueprint to beating them. And and I liked it last night. I thought, obviously, Miami was great offensively. When you make 17 threes, five guys in double figures, um, you shoot 48 and 48% from the field and from the three-point line, just a great office, offensive night for the Heat. I don't know if the Heat can do that every night, um, but last night was huge, especially on the road. And the, the way that they decide to defend Jokic, I think, is the blueprint to win this series. Let them get 40. Right. Can you stop some of these, to make sure these other guys don't get off? You can't let them have both. Yep, yep. And, and Antoine, I don't think, you, I, I'm not sure if you remember from our conversation on Thursday, I had made the point that that's the game plan. Neutralize Jamal Murray and just make Jokic to score, right? I, what a, a crazy stat that I thought what, um, stood out to me was that in the four losses that the Nuggets have 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 throughout the playoffs, Jokic averages 42 points, right? So the those teams who have been able to beat the Nuggets, they force mm-hmm. Jokic to be a scorer eliminate the others and that was the case throughout the game they eliminated the Mm. others Jamal Murray had you know he I think he was for the most part neutralized in the first half and then of course he you know he came on in the second but but that was that was the plan that was the plan Jokic had a a game where he had 53 points and they lost right but but that's that's what we've seen we saw the adjustments from game one to game two would you say that was the biggest adjustment and do you see them really moving that way with that with that with that uh, you know, blueprint or game plan for the lack of a better way of putting it moving forward? Yeah, because I think it, you can't let them have both of them. I think and that's obviously that's where they're at their best Denver Nuggets when everybody's involved and Jokic is getting triple doubles. So if I'm if I'm the, the Miami Heat, which they did in game two, and that's the great thing about Spokesman, he's willing to adjust and make different, different changes game by game. I just believe that that's just how it's got to be. I think you got to force him. You, got, you have to force Jokic to be a scorer. Let him score 50 if he scores 50. But don't, don't let him get those other guys off. Four assists is a very low assist total for a guy like Jokic who handles the basketball as much as he does. Y'all got to think about it. This guy got the ball in his hand 75% of the time. Four assists yeah. for him is a very low total. So you got to give the Miami Heat a lot of credit for the way they defended him. Let me – we got to be honest. I don't know what's going on with your your, your, your camera over there. Somebody calling. Who calling you right now? Mm-hmm. Somebody calling you? No, I was. I thought it was a call. We good now, bro. We good now, bro. Good hey, now, bro. Brother. All right, listen. Do you really think the Miami Heat got a chance? So everything that we we just we saw last night, everything that you just said, okay, what Corey just said, gave this amazing, this crazy stat. Dude score forty something points and they lose, right? So if 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 that's the way, let's let the others let's not let the others beat us do you really think that the Miami Heat can look up in a couple in a week or two and find themselves as the champions oh without question i think wow. winning last night i think winning last night was the biggest thing they had to go get one in denver yep i don't think denver wins in miami 
I, I just I think role players play better at home with the home crowd. I think now you can you know they have five guys in double figures last night, so they they haven't the role players haven't played bad on the road either. So I just think it's this team is tough. I like Jimmy Butler late um, when it, if it comes down to a possession game. I like Jimmy Butler in the clutch, and it's about toughness. I think when you look at Miami, it's about toughness and taking things away. And um, Eric Spoelstra, and don't get me wrong, Malone's a great coach. But I think Eric Spoelstra, when it comes down to we have to make a strategy decision at the end of the game, right. I like the Miami Heat. And I think that's what you saw last night. Interesting. Jokic had 41. They wasn't running around double-teaming Jokic and allowing other guys to shoot threes. They wasn't doing that. They mm-hmm. took that 40 from Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took it from him. Honestly. And, and, and then still was able to come out with the win. Um, but if Miami plays the way they played last night, there's no way Denver can Is win. There... If, they make, if, they, if they get five guys in double figures, and they make 17 threes. 17. It is no way the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat. Wow. So listen, so so basically what I hear you saying, because you know I like to bet a little bit. So what I hear you saying <laughs> is me putting, you know, a few dollars on Miami to win it is not a bad bet. Oh no, that's a great bet right Ooh. now. <laughs> Twan gonna get me paid. Twan gonna get me paid. How much should I put it's down Twan? So the listen. The momentum of the series is switched, man. It's oh, it, the, the momentum has changed. All right, let's say, let's say, Swan, let's say, and I don't know if you're into all this stuff like parlays, same game parlays, player prop bets, all of that, that stuff. But let's say I got, let's say I got uh, 20K, 20K. Mm-hmm. How, how, how would you uh, advise me to spend my money? Would you say, yo, bro, just put a thousand down? Would you say, bro, put it all on a heat? Or would you say, bro, like, what would you, how would you advise me? And in, in, in that situation, I probably, I would say, if I had my choice, I'd say you could put it all in the heat. I just think they need to win one at Denver. Whew, I, I, I just think now the series has changed. I don't think Denver gets one in Miami. Yeah, I think, oh, I think winning one I, in Denver was huge. It was huge. Honestly. Bro. I, I, that, that's what I, coming into the series, that's what I was worried about. Yo. And let, I was worried. I thought, I thought it'd be a six, seven game series. I thought it'd be a long series. And it was going to be a team. I just don't think Denver Nuggets can go into Miami and get a win. I just think oh, Miami cool. others plays well at home. Um, they played well last night. I think they continue to do that. And it's going to be an uphill battle for them. I think the blueprint was last night. Jokers can get 40. Hell, he can get, you know, 45, wow. 50. Yeah, Denver Nuggets' first are, loss at home Not allowed the to be a balanced attack. Yeah, I know that was big. Wu, Wu or Corey, I don't know who can do this faster, but can someone tell me if I put down just 1000 bucks? On the Miami Heat, what's the, what are those odds? What can I win? This could be big because it's interesting. Like I mean, I said twenty five, but you know the last couple bets for me, couple fights, I was a I, you know I put it all on the line. Was everything I own, mm-hmm. all my cash, every, yeah. all the cash I had available. I put hundred thousand, boom, on Izzy, boom. Then I come back and I put a hundred thousand on Javante Tank Davis. Now the odds wasn't great there. Everybody expected him to win. Um, so Wu, if you can tell me or court, I actually got it. You said it's for a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. Twenty two hundred. You'll win twenty two hundred if you if you put down a thousand right now. Oh my god! What if I put a hundred thousand down? 100, it's the 000. same thing. Let me see. Two hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't even think I could put in a number that large. Wow, <laughs> that's a come up, bro. I might do that. Yeah. Tor, let yeah, me ask you this question 000. before Corey pushed the conversation forward. Will this be one of the greatest displays of coaching? That we've seen or seen in a long time by Eric Spolstra, um, if they go out there and they get this done right, because coming in as an eighth seed, 
Um, I don't think anybody picked the Miami Heat to, to be the favorite to come out the East or win it. I don't know if anybody out there that did that, right? So where does this team match up with some of the, the you know, the underdogs that, that you've seen mm -hmm. in the NBA while you're playing in the, and also covering the game? Uh, I mean, obviously, when you think about the undrafted players and the way their roster is, is put together, this will be one of the um, great stories of NBA history, let mm. alone because of you look at how this roster was, was put together um, with so many undrafted players. Guys, you know, you don't have a, a ton of big-name guys on this team. Um, the strategic moves that the, the, the Miami Heat made just to help this team out, I think the Kevin Love pickup during the season, like this small things that they did, uh, to build this team and then being the AC. Um, I think also we got, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to leave this out. We have to also give a lot of credit and a lot of props that they able to pull this off. And we don't know how this, the rest of the series is going to turn out, but Jimmy Butler is probably in the hall of fame now. Wow. You know, automatically. You know I mean? If they, if they come back and they win the series, he's already close to being in the hall of fame as one of the best two way players to play the game. But now you're talking about winning the NBA championship. Um, with the group that they have um, speaks values. And it just shows how great the uh, the Miami Heat organization is as far as their scouting and development staff. When you look at all these guys they were able to pick up and put onto this team, they didn't go in the big free agent market. I mean, mm -hmm. they signed Kyle Lowry a couple years ago, and obviously Jimmy came in. But they haven't really went out in the market and, you know, and signed big splashes. Mm -hmm. so, they've, so done it through the, they've done it through undrafted players. They've done it through the draft. Um, so you got to get them this this championship team that they're able to pull us off. This would be one. This would be an unbelievable story. So so I got two more questions, Corey, before I, before I let you go and no, take it. I got well, a couple first, too. First, first off, first too. off, congratulations, Corey. Yeah. Congratulations as as one of the you know the super fans of Heat Nation. Yeah. Is it Heat Nation? Heat Nation. Yeah. Is that what you guys call yourself? Mm -hmm, kind of corny, mm -hmm, but it's okay. It'll work. Heat Nation. Um, <laughs> but congratulations, bro. Like I'm, I'm happy for you. You know what Thank I'm saying? You. Like, yeah. did you celebrate or did you or, or did you act like you know everyone in the organization, the Pat rallies of the world, just like we're not done yet? Yeah, we're not done yet. Three more. Three more. That, that's the mentality. That's why I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too boshish. Or is that the word? I wasn't too excited on on social media last night. Like, no, we yeah, we got that's three why more. We didn't get that post. Well, you, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't tag yeah, everybody. I didn't post. tag everybody. I think. We'll, we'll, wait till we go out. Wait till till I'm on here saying one more. Yeah, wait till I'm on here saying one more. Then then I'm gonna really turn up the heat. What was your <laughs> prediction again? Pun intended. Huh? What was, what was your prediction? Well, well, actually, Antoine, to be honest, I would love to see the Heat win two in a row at home, but I think both teams might win a row game in the first four. That, that wasn't his question. Wu, Wu asked you I, what was your prediction. I know, what was your prediction That was my series. prediction. I was, like I said, I think that, I think both teams will win one on the road, so so this the series will be tied 2-2, two, two, uh, you know, after four. I think, this, I think this goes to seven. I honestly do think this goes to seven because I think it's going to be a chess match all throughout the series, right? I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming it might take another game for the Nuggets to really catch on to like the defense that the Heat are throwing at them, um, but I think once you know once they they even up the series, Miami's going counter punch right. But I think it's going to go all the way to the end. We'll see. We'll you know, see. I'm, I'm using like like boxing references. I feel like I was now, just describing a fight right, or right. something. Right. Right. Now 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 I have three questions mm -hmm. uh, after hearing you talk about you know what you think this how the series is going to play out, mm -hmm. Tuan. Who feels more like champ the championship team? And you know what I'm talking about, bro. Some dudes, some teams, some organizations just cut from a different cloth, right? And so, like, if if this goes to seven, Tuan, 
Now we talking about dudes who can dig deep, dudes who can overcome, you know, uh, 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 they can persevere, they can overcome any type of challenges, right? Coaches, players, support staff. Uh, it's just going to take everyone, even the fans, right? Like the fans, is fans going to sit there and ride and really give it they all? So what organization, what team feels like this team is the championship team? Well, I, it was me. I think the Miami Heat. I, I think they feel like they're the, they're the championship team, and and rightfully so. They they've got a, a gritty a gritty group. I think sometimes we look at the number of them being an AC, so we don't give them the same respect because they didn't necessarily have a great season. But they're well coached. Eric Spoelstra was a great coach who's been in so many meaningful games and championship coach. So you got an advantage there. Not taking anything away from um, Mike Malone, but Eric Spoelstra has been there before. You got a you got some gut gruddy guys, I think, on the Miami Heat that just they want it. Guys right. that have worked really hard to get in the league, the Gabe Vincent's, the Matt Strews, all these guys have worked so hard um to get into the league. I just think they have a little edge on the on the, on their shoulders. That's what you saw last night. I think now with them having the opportunity now to go back home and really take advantage of this series. I just like the Miami Heat. Right. I think they're gonna win this series. I mean, Joker's great. Wow. Um, but when you score forty one, eleven you get 41-11 and you still lose still at lose. home, that's tough, Bree. You got, you know, you, as a player, you know how that is. When you're the best player, you're like, man, I did everything I right. could do and we still lost. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that's back in the day when I was out there, you know, I would drop 35, no, 36. No, I'm, which, I'm eight. just talking about you may getting eight catches for one. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I ain't talking bro, why about you, no basketball. Hey, uh. bro, stop hating, bro. Hey, Torn, <laughs> let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Torn. We talked about this a few times because we've been rocking together for a minute now. I'm telling you right now, back then when you was in your prime, I was the better shooter. Oh. Like, I, Twan, like you got to look up his numbers. Twan, 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 like, listen, low-key, Twan, Twan's numbers is crazy uh, from when you talk about from deep. But, like, Twan, I just feel really good about my shot, bro. There's, You know that, man. There's some cats that's out there didn't make it to the big leagues, didn't make it to the NBA, but they still uh, like that. And I was like Brad, that. I, I saw the video surface that you shooting, brother. Hey, man, we saw it. I, I saw the video. Yeah. I should have, I, I should have hit you up after I seen the video. Uh, right. There's nothing wrong with that, but no. I was um, a volume shooter. I, I was a volume shooter. You was a vo volume. volume. <laughs> Torn, uh, this is gonna be my last question. Sorry, I said I was. I had two more, but I'll do this and then I'll throw it to you, Corey. Mm. Um, Eric Spolster, you talked about Jimmy Butler. Um, solidifying his hall of uh, you know his hall of fame place if they get this done. Um, Eric Spolstra, I think it's we. I think it's already known that he'll probably be a hall of famer, right? Is that okay to say? Oh yeah, no, no, easy. Okay, so where would you where would you where where will you place Eric Spolstra if they get this done? If he's a championship, if he's a champion with this team, where does that place him all time? I mean, you got to you got to look at their roster. You got to look where they're being seated at as an AC. Um, I don't know the numbers of how many ACs have won the NBA championship. I, I don't have that, but I don't know that off the top of my head. Woo, can you look but that where up? They come, and then you got to, and then you also got to look at their roster. I mean, let's really look at this roster that you know with the undrafted players and uh, free agencies that they signed. They don't really have a big name roster, right? And they're getting this done. When we see so many teams and organizations sign two, three guys to super max deals and try to build these super teams and come up short. But Eric Spolstra's got an opportunity now to take this team that doesn't have all the big names, doesn't have all the big stars. They got one star, Jimmy Butler. 
and a couple of really, really good ball players, and they put together a great team and championship team. So are you going so, to answer the question? I mean, he's he's I mean, to me right now, I'm gonna be Eric Sposum is the top three coach in the NBA right now. Now, once he if he wins the title with this group, you start to take his status a little bit even more higher. Right. Than what it was. You gotta think this is the same guy. He won the championship um with, with LeBron and D. Wade. So, you know, he's he's like, I got experience and it's it's easier to win with those type of guys, but mm-hmm. to come back to do it the other way, the way he's right. doing it this way, it ain't too many coaches that, that can never say they did it. So so most let me the great, most of the great coaches put it like this. I'll just simplify it like this. Yeah, because you definitely not answering coaches, it. But no, most of the great coaches, I, you gotta break this down so people understand. Mm-hmm. Most of the great coaches in the league, the Phil Jackson, obviously have Michael and Scotty, Kobe, uh Popovich, mm-hmm. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, all these big name guys that won multiple titles. You look at Eric Sprosom, who's won multiple titles, now you come back and win it with this group. He's in a very elite category in, in separating himself. Right. When you look at that roster from top to bottom. So, 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 Wu, did you did you pull that up? Yeah. So you were saying if any eight seed teams have ever won? Yeah. No, none have ever won, and the wow. closest has been the Knicks. The Knicks the got 99? in one time to wow. the NBA so Finals as that, eight seed. Wow. Now, B. Marshall, I sound like even more of a genius. Off the dome. Yeah. Right. That was off the dome. I, yeah. that not, not, I mean, we saw eight seeds upset one seed before, but I knew it was a championship was something different. Mm-hmm. Right. All mm-hmm. right. So let me, let me throw out some names real quick, right? Because I, I still want you to tell me what's his place in history. Okay. You got Greg Popovich. You got Phil Jackson. You got Pat Riley, Chuck Daly, uh, Lenny uh, Wilkins. You have Red. You have Steve Kerr. You have Larry Brown, Don Nelson, Eric Spolster's up there, Doc Rivers, Jerry Sloan. Um, what other names? Rick Carlisle. Um, Eric Bud. Wins the title, he gets it to the top five of ever NBA coaches out. Okay, hold on. You you want me to keep going? Jeff Van Gundy? No, you ain't going to throw him Mike Brown? You don't, you don't have to keep going. I'm letting you know. He moves into the top five ever. Okay, can I get that clear so I can clip that and yeah. and, and so I can when when I just want to make sure I want to I want to make sure you have your place in history when it comes to sports talk, right? Because you're saying something that a lot of people ain't gonna go out there and say. So you're can I get that clear? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm yes, waiting. Yes, you can get that. All right. So, I yes, I truly believe that. Okay. So 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 Big Torn is saying that. If they get this done in Miami Heat, Eric Spolstra will be top five coach. Make himself. Yes. Okay. You know, because you got to think about this. To one, it's, everybody said, oh, it was easy. You had LeBron James and D-Wade and Ray Allen. But it's hard when you got the talent to win it all, to make guys, the personalities, to mesh together, to find a system that everybody can flourish in, to be happy, to, lead, to make sure you lead those guys. He done that. Now you take him to a situation now where he's taking undrafted players, Obviously, Jimmy Butler's a superstar. He doesn't have a – he has a all, couple all-stars. He doesn't have a superstar. Kyle Lowry's been an all-star in the league. Bam Malbao's made an all-star team. Think about the roster that's in place. Nobody's done this but him. Right. He's yeah, one of the first coaches to do this. Okay. Most all our league coaches that we give all the praise to, the Phil Jacksons, the Popoviches, and those guys have had great players. Steve Kerr. Great superstars. Yeah. Look at this Miami Heat team, man. You, it's, not, it's, it's different. Absolutely. You got to give Eric Spolstrom a lot of credit on what he's doing right now, and the, the schemes he's coming up with, the way they the way they're doing it. They're doing it from the AC. Mm-hmm. They've had to work. You know, the quality of teams they had to beat, being undermatched, lost two of their very good players, Victor Oladipo, Tyler Hero, 
haven't been able to play. You got to look at all those things in play, but they figured out a way. He's figured out a way to continue to come up with schemes. So if he's able to pull this off, he go. He jumps up there really quick, man. Mm. He's had a lot of success as a coach. This is just this would be the, the iceberg right here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of coaching, and before we move on from the Miami Heat and Nuggets conversation, another topic of conversation was actually that last possession. Antoine, I wanted to ask you, too, if you're Mike Malone, do you call timeout in that situation or do you just let the play run out as they did? Sometimes a lot of coaches like to not have defenses set up. I Mm -hmm. I don't think they have that type of team. Mm -hmm. Um, Means your best player as a center. Yeah. I think you call a timeout. You drop something. Drop probably one of your better shooters. I mean, Michael Porter or Jamal Murray. You, you drop something. Um, but that's a lot of trust to put out there on that team. Um, he must believe in those guys and, and trust them. But I would have called a timeout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. And and one more thing before we go too. You had mentioned, uh, you know, t- one of the two Heat players that they've been playing out th- playing without throughout these playoffs has been Tyler Hero. And we talked about it on Thursday. You know, if you're Eric Spolstra, how do you use Tyler Hero? You know, in this series, well, he returns in Game Three. Series is tied one-one. How do you think they use? He him is in game returning. Three? Yeah. Wow. I thought he was uh, going to return Game Two. I think you use game him three. for a boost. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you know. Obviously, his comfortability level with his hand um, is, is going to be key. Uh, but I think if you can get some spot minutes from him, I wouldn't look for him to play a, a huge role because um, you, you got good things rolling right now. Your rotation's kind of set. You kind of figured this series out. You kind of know where you're at right now. But if you can get some, uh, some, I would say 10, 12 minutes out of him, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I don't see nothing more than that. I think it's going. it will take some time. Not anything to do with being in the shape and none of those things. I just think you got a rotation going right now. You got a good rhythm. And you never want to disrupt that. Yeah. But if you can get some spot, you can get 10, 12 minutes out of them um, would be great. Because the Heat, we know the Heat struggles sometimes with scoring. Mm-hmm. So if you can get that a little bit of min- uh, minutes out of them, be good. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't expect them to have a huge impact in the series. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to say this before we move on. And, 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 and this is going to piss off a lot of NBA players. And I'm saying this and I'm not trying to just piss off people just to piss off people. This is what I truly mm-hmm. believe. Tyler Hero is the best dressed NBA player, and it ain't even close. <laughs> it ain't even close, dress. bro. He could dress. What? And I, and I don't know if it's because of like you know the fit, but bro, from his fit to mm-hmm. what he's picking and how, and how he's putting together, Tyler Hero is the best dress. That's it. That's all. We can move on. <laughs> and we standing on that. Moving we can on. move on. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, you know, there was actually a um. An update. And and Antoine, we actually haven't had you on since, you know, since everything that's happened really, you know, regarding this this situation. But John Morant, right, NBA commissioner Adam Silver announced that, you know, they've done all the investigating that they need they needed to uh, pertaining towards this, you know, the most recent situation where John Morant was uh, holding a handgun on social media. And they said they're going to announce it after the NBA finals. So, you know, we thought that was interesting. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then, Antoine, too, I wanted to ask you again, because we haven't really spoke to you, you know, about the John Morant situation. You know, what, what's your message to him? And I wanted to ask you, too, do you think leaving the Memphis Grizzlies might be in John Morant's best interest, you know, somewhere down the line, just to remove himself from this? Fresh environment? start? Yeah, fresh start. Well, just to answer the last part you said, um, he definitely um, needs to leave uh, Memphis. Mm. Um probably has created too much turmoil there locally. Um, I played in Memphis. Um, Memphis is, is, is a nice city, but it, it's got some rough parts, mm-hmm. got some rough patches. And, you know, people obviously has got a huge fan base and people are following him. And 
you know, you can be out and, and Brandon, you know this, you can be out in the club, out socializing and, and you can bump into the wrong person that want to try you. Right. And you, you don't want to never put yourself in that position because that's the way it seems when you start talking about the, the guns and, and all those things. Um, I feel bad, man. I've, I've had an opportunity. I know, you know, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to talk about this, but I, I feel bad for him, man, because um, he's such a great and terrific talent. He has the world at his, at his, at his feet. He can be, you know, he can make so much money um, playing the game th- that we love, but he's putting himself down an alley that you don't want to go, go down. Mm. And I speak from experience and not saying I never was like job with, with guns, but I got robbed twice, man. And you get robbed. You get, I got robbed twice. And, and Brandon, you know, Chicago really, really well. I used to wear a lot of jewelry. I used to be around trying to keep it real, be around the guys and stay around them. And unfortunately, when we make it pro and make it to our highest profession, we got to change. We got to change lanes a little bit because everybody's not going to treat you the same and everybody's not going to be cool with you. Some people are going to be very envious and jealous of what you have. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, when you when you make it to a certain level, you have to separate yourself in certain in certain situations. And and he just has done a terrible job of it. And the bad part about it, he needs to take social media away from himself. Just take it off your phone. Mm. I, I, mm. I think you know. I think that's the first thing that that bothers me with him. And it's it's a difference in doing things in the privacy of your home and doing things privately. But he has to get social media away from him, man. Whether it's from his own phone and from his friends. Mm. Well, um, that's where he's setting a bad example. That that's where a lot of this, the, the problems are coming from because he's carrying out these acts on social media, and 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 he can't do that. I mean, in, in this day and age, you know, too many people watch it. Too many people are envious. And I feel so bad for him because he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Fame type player, man. And mm-hmm. he's, he's got everything at his feet. He can, pro- you know, he can make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars playing this game. And he's probably going to get cut short mm-hmm. as he continue to play. The NBA, this this will be defined. This is the, the test, the, the moment right here to be what they what they find him, what they suspend him. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to have, and you got to think about it, he's probably going to have no wriggle room to even make a mistake again. Mm. So this all How many games are you thinking? How many games do you think? I'm I'm starting at the minimum half the season. Wow, that that's wow. that's that's aggressive. It's a lot of games. You you think they'll do that a half a half a season, bro? Yeah, because it's it's you got to it's it's guns, man. It's 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 the safety um of of the players in the league. Um obviously they they're going to want to look out for his safety. Um and you know the league is a big brand, man. It's, it's bigger than one player. You know that brand is bigger than one player. Mm, so mm, mm. punishment is going to be it's going to be stiff, and it's going to be the if it's going to be the wake up call. I can see that it's going to be he's going to lose a ton of money, and the, the punishment is going to be it's going to be stiff. Yeah, you spoke about you know him surrounding himself around people he, or a better a better group for the lack of a better way of putting it. Re- latest report said that John Morant unfollowed his childhood friend Devonte Pack, who was actually. Um, the person who had him on his live. So, you know, do you think that maybe is a is a step in the right direction for John Rand? Do you think he's realizing, all right, I need to, you know, uh, associate myself with a different crowd now? Oh, without question. I mean, you know, it's, I, I I think that's that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that, and and obviously um, understanding that maybe his friend doesn't have his best interests at, at heart, and. Um, to be able to do that speaks volumes. I think, you know, that's something that the league will look at and, and understand that, you know, he's trying to disassociate himself from some people that have been around him and put him in bad situations. But um, also, too, man, you know, I, one thing I was I was trying to tell guys, I wish I could, you know, tell uh, Ja uh, from a guy who's got, I got robbed twice at gunpoint. 
mm-hmm. and this whole keep it real um, type of mentality. And, and you know this, Brandon, you was in Chicago. Right. You know, you was in Chicago with me and um, just trying to keep it real and be around the guys. I mean, people don't allow you to do that. And you have to understand that. And there's different ways you can keep it real without having to hang out with them and, and, or be in their presence. And I think that's something that I would like to talk to Ja about. You know, Ja, you got to understand where you're at. You're a role model for a lot of kids who love you, love your game. And it's a certain way you got to um, carry yourself. But you also, everybody don't want the best for you. Torn, you did you get? Did you get? Did you get robbed at home? Was it like in? It was it in Chicago? Yeah, yeah I got robbed at home. Home invasion. Oh, wow. home Were invasion. you home? Yes, I was home. Yep. Dang. I was home, um, and it's weird because you know they got in. My stepfather was there at the time, and he went out to the garage to get something for me. And they was out there waiting, and then they ended up coming to the house while I was there. But you know what I'm saying? That's a scary situation, man. When you right. get, you know, and you start talking about the guns and all that, and and, and people are envious and jealous. They think you. He got to understand. People think that that's what you want. That's what you want I, to be involved. That's, I wonder if, when you do that. I wonder. I wonder if that's what the NBA is talking about. And this is just my opinion and my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when they disclose it. I wonder if this is what the NBA is talking about. Like they found more. Remember what they said? They did their investigation mm-hmm. and there was more things that came up. Let's go back to the kid that uh, tried to sue him or sued him at his crib. They were playing pickup at his crib. Uh, things went left. Uh, uh, with Jaw came out and said afterwards, the dude said he was going to shoot up his crib and then Jaw punched him in the mouth or whatnot. And so I wonder if that's why Jaw's been moving that way or felt like he had to go get guns because why didn't he do this in high school or why didn't he do this in college? Why didn't he do this the first couple years in the NBA? Why now? Why are you doing this now? I, I don't think there was any cha- any problems before. I don't think he uh, was uh, involved with any guns before these last two incidents. So why now, right? Because I, like, I was in a situation in Denver and uh, some things had happened, and I went straight and got straight to to the to the to the gun range to the uh, to the gun store, whatever they call it. I got me a couple 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 uh, pistols, and that was like idiotic the way I was moving. So I, I'm I'm curious, you know, on on why he he got the guns right now. Obviously, uh, being boastful and bragging with them that's a whole nother story but like why did you get them in the first place because you guys talk about memphis there's some there's some cities where you feel like you need to be protected right you know and so when y'all say leave i say no uh because you're just dealing with the 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 surface level shit like sometimes you got to get to the root of it you got to get deeper so oh Mm jaw unfollows his childhood friend well like y'all was just good a week ago like, why are you going to follow him now? No, like, this is, a, like, I'm, to me, that's corny. I'm telling you right now, it's corny. What should happen is both of us sit down as childhood friends and be like, yo, let's be better. Mm. Let's hold each other accountable. Yeah. But because I'm in the league and the league coming down on me, I'm going to go say, uh, I'm not going to be friends with him no more. No, it's like, bro, like, we both made mistakes. You shouldn't have posted me. I shouldn't have had the gun. You know, we shouldn't be moving like this. Let's get better. If we can't, if we can't align on where we need to take our lives and our friendship, then we need to move on. And maybe that's the reason, Torn. Maybe uh-huh. that's why he had to unfollow him because maybe they sat down, they had the little powwow, they did their little intervention, and buddy said, "No, this is how I'm living. This is how I'm moving." Maybe he's a gang. I don't know, but like that's corny to me. Leaving Memphis would be corny because you know Memphis ain't the problem. It's you. 
You feel me? <laughs> I think there's a lot to this. It's, it's going to be interesting, man. I hope I hope he don't get more than a half a season, man. I think this is one of those. I think this is a defining moment for him. I think this is a, a moment where you know he's going to get it right. Now, will he be perfect? No. And if we're expecting for Ja Morant or any athlete or any human being to be perfect after they make mistakes, then, you know, we're, 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 we're kidding ourselves. We're foolish. Now, you just can't you just can't make disasters. That's what I what I learned. Like, yo, you can make mistakes, but you can't create them uh, uh, traumatic uh, tragedies. You can't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you get it right. But I, I don't think it's anything outside of Jaw. Mm. Well, I, I, I would add to this too. When, when, when it comes to the punishment, obviously he um, he's going to get hit with a with a with a big punishment. I think more so. I think you got to you got to be in a situation where he's got to understand that he's putting his career at risk. Mm-hmm. And I think the league does have to make a stance on that that it's not going to be tolerated. Because um, let's be honest, I mean, most of our guys that come in the league are coming from the inner city. Um, they're trying to better themselves. And some of us, you know, we have friends and people that may not be the best people to be around. So you have to, you know, make sure you make sure this, the punishment, I would say fits the crime. Right. So, and, and it actually makes sense moving forward. If something like that's happened again, because right. it possibly could right. because of where our players come from and right. the people that we're involved in, the people that are friends sometimes. So I think for John, he has to realize that, Listen, man, I got I got a situation here where I could be one of the best players to ever play the game, play basketball. It's nice to like rap music. It's nice to hang out with the rappers. It's nice to, you know what I mean? But I got an opportunity of a lifetime right now. And that's it's going to be a one-time, I guarantee you this punishment, he gets no more chances so, out of this. So, so, so this is the last thing I would say on, on, on Jaw, um, Twan, is couple, two years ago, Jaw trained here at House of Athletes. And so his oh, father okay. was here, his uncle was here, his whole camp, the guys that trained him from IMG Academy, where he went to high school, right up in Bradenton, uh, Florida, uh, just north of where we where we sit today. And what I would say is, um, it seems like they're trying to do it right, but just walking through the building, and I didn't spend a lot of time with him, you know what I mean? Like, there's times mm-hmm. he's sitting on our, our stadium seats, having lunch, and I'll connect with him, I'll say, what's up? Um, and, and that was it. And I'll keep it moving. You know, I connected with the people around him, his trainers, uh, some of the friends that was there. And, and, and the conversation around him was, yo, how do we how do we benefit? Right. And so, you know, we talk about unfollowing his guys like, look, that might be the case. I just don't want to use that as an excuse because jaw got to do the work. It's not Memphis. It's not. The people, because you can control, you got to control the things you can control, um, you know. But there's some people in that circle that's like, "Yo, John Moran, I can build a product off of this or a facility off of this." You know, there's the trainers that's like, "Yo, we gonna do this, we gonna do that." Like the video people, everybody trying to eat off Jaw, and 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 that's not the blueprint. That's not the blueprint Jay Z gave 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 us. That's not the blueprint LeBron is that laid out and gave us and, and showing us. That's not the way. It's not what I can get from this. It's like yo, how do we build together that makes sense? And there's a lot of uh uh, there's a lot of um. I don't. I, let me let me move on because there's a lot of clowns that was in that circle from, you know, what I saw two years ago. Mm. 
Mm. Yep, hoping, of course, John Morant learns from this lesson. But all right, moving on. Uh, shortly before we actually got on air, Antoine and Brandon, uh, Shams Charnia, uh, he released a report that said Kyrie Irving had reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in attempts to see if he would actually come to Dallas. Right. Irving, you know, Kyrie, of course, is going to be a free agent this offseason. But, you know, it looks like he's actually recruiting LeBron James to maybe come to Dallas. What are your thoughts on that, Antoine? Well, I, I think, you know, me, I, I think LeBron is content to stay in L.A. Um, for one, basketball reasons. And then two, um, business wise. And then three, the ultimate, his son mm-hmm. is going to USC. Right. So right. all those things, I think LeBron is not going to go anywhere. Um, they got some young peeps around. That group uh, was put together on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know LeBron's probably thinking they get a full training camp in. Everybody starts understanding their role. They did make a nice little run in the playoffs with the group, putting it together last minute. Mm-hmm. But now you get a full training camp with those guys. I think the Lakers will be fine. I don't see LeBron going anywhere. Um, but it's a nice gesture. I don't mind Kyrie mm-hmm. right. um, reaching out to him and, and trying to get him in, involved. But if I was Kyrie, he probably, honestly, he needs to sit spend a summer with Luka. And really mm-hmm. figure out how can they benefit of playing with each other. Yeah. Because those are two ball dominant guys. Yeah. Um, they both need the ball in their hands to be successful. So I think those that's something that Kyrie should probably try to figure out instead of putting these notions out about LeBron. Let me figure out how to way to get better with, with Luca. Right. And and this is the first I've seen of Kyrie Irving actually recruiting somebody to Dallas, maybe suggesting that he wants to stay in Dallas. You think Kyrie Irving stays there or, you know, because we saw him actually at the Lakers game. Right. You know, when they were, Um, uh, you know, when they were playing the Nuggets and whatnot, people were, you know, had their speculations. Then where do you think Kyrie Irving ends up? It's not a great fit because Luke is so ball dominant. Um, You know, it's always tough for a point guard. uh, With Kyrie's skill set to play with another guy who's ball dominant. Mm -hmm. I thought he'll be able to do it because he played with LeBron James, and LeBron James is a ball-dominant guy. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be an easy adjustment for Kyrie. Um, I thought he played well, but mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe he's looking for a situation where he's the main guy. Yeah. Um, so that could be a reason why he may think about leaving. But I think they could start something good there. It's just uh, about guys have to make certain sacrifices when you're talking about two ball-dominant guys, and, and LeBron was willing to do that. That's why LeBron and Kyrie had so much success together mm-hmm. because they never really got in each other's way. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see Luka and Kyrie stay together. I think yeah. you, you do need two playmakers on a team that can make plays for others, but you got to be willing to accept those roles. Right. So so listen, I'm standing up here because my, my – uh... My my four year old kid is in there taking the number two, doing the number two right now. He's been sitting in oh, Ashley's wow. seat. Yeah, <laughs> baby, baby Zoe, baby Zoe's been sitting in Ashley's uh, seat, chilling on my iPhone right uh, for the last hour or so. Um, but I wanted to chime in here before I got to wipe his butt. All right, <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, Twan, that the the Mavericks is where. Kyrie can maximize his earnings, right? Now he can, he can do a they can do a sign and trade. All right. Um, they can do that. And he can make up, he can make up some money there. But because he was on that team last year, that's where he can make the most money. We talk about the max. Okay. So from mm-hmm. 140 to 200 something million, it, you know, depending on if they do a four-year or five-year deal. Um, I think that's probably why he's thinking this way. We also got to, we have to consider, you know, the why behind this. He lost his Nike deal. Um, He was up. Uh, There were some things that happened around Kyrie. Kyrie then lost a Nike deal. He thought he was going to get more money. Okay. 
there was other people out there that was potentially stand uh, uh, stepping up, uh, potentially him uh, uh, launching his own shoe. And, and I'm saying that because when we sat down with Kyrie before the season last year, you know, he talked about the Nike deal. He talked about, you know, making money, you know, and money was a was a priority for him. OK, you know, Adidas is out there allegedly saying that, you know, they're exploring this. I don't see that happening, but I'm just saying, you know, when everybody's sitting back and watching, where's Kyrie going? Where's Kyrie going? I think Kyrie's looking at both. Like, where can I go and play high level basketball, but also make a lot of money? And the only way that that he gets both is, like you said, trying to figure it out with Luca. All right, and maybe them getting a piece there. Maybe it is LeBron. Maybe LeBron might go. I don't see it happening, but there's a maybe. There's a small possibility, um, or a sign and trade, which would be difficult. Like there, I don't think there's any team out there. There's so I don't think there's a lot of teams out there lining up for Kyrie. Do you think there's a lot of teams out there that's like, yo, we want Kyrie. We're a Kyrie piece away. We'll deal with it. No, I think you're not going to see a lot of teams there because he's yet to show that basketball is number one. I think during the pandemic and that whole situation probably scared away a few teams um, with that, with the whole vaccination and, and all that, that stuff took part. So I think, you know, if you're going to pay a guy top max dollars, you want a guy who's going to be totally invested mm-hmm. and you're trying to build the organization around them. And I think some organizations are a little suspect of, of doing that with Kyrie Irving because of some of the things that have happened in the past, but he's still, you know, arguably a top three point guard in the league. He's a terrific talent. Um, every team in the league would love to have them. Um, it's just the commitment of dollars that, that a team is going to make on. Somebody's going to pay him. Um, I don't think he's going to get the full length of a contract, a, a five-year deal, something like that, and maybe something a little more shorter, a three- or four-year deal um, from a team. But Kyrie Irving's a terrific talent. He just got to figure out where his mindset is at, um, and it's got to be first basketball. And he's shown over the last year and a half, two years, that mm-hmm. basketball was, has not been number one. But people know once he's played and locked in, he's obviously you know top five point guard in the game. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. No, I think I think we wanted to. Add yeah, some. actually, I wanted to point out a fact here. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at something that says if he signs a five year deal with the Mavericks, he'll make two hundred and seventy two point ninety two million dollars. Mm-hmm. If he goes to another team for four years, two oh one. So this is a seventy million dollar decision he has to mm-hmm. make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point there. Great ad. Great ad. It's a lot of bread. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, so a lot of us are looking at it from one lens and one perspective. Like, oh, man, if he go to the Lakers and he got LeBron and he got AD, boom, like, they're they're gonna, they're gonna probably going to come out the West, yeah. right? I mean, that's really the only team. Yeah. Like, I'm out here of any other team, mm. you know, really standing <laughs> up or him excited about anyways LeBron because LeBron knows him. Mm. You know, it seems like they, they got the relationship back right. You know, LeBron probably feel comfortable with, you know, who Kyrie is. Um, and then it's just the Mavericks. The Mavericks, they, they went out there and, and made this trade. Like if Mark Cuban, if Mark Cuban doesn't keep Kyrie, this would this would go down as one of the dumbest trades that we've ever seen in the NBA. A- am I wrong here, uh, Tuan? I mean, yeah. What you, you think about what you gave up. and It was and, aggressive. And I, and- you, you know, you gave up everything not to not to be able to keep him, and your object is to put another superstar with Luca. That's what you. That's the whole goal, and then getting Kyrie Irving because, you know, obviously Dallas is a great city, but it's not necessarily a big free agent spot. You haven't seen a lot of big free agents sign with the Dallas Mavericks, so you got an opportunity to get a Kyrie Irving. I I just know Mark Cuban. I think Mark Cuban is going to offer him the max, uh, whatever that number is going to be at. Um, 
It's four or five. Four, four year max, five year max. What do you think? You probably have to offer him five year max. You probably have to offer him a five year max. I just don't see, I don't think the Dallas Mavericks are in position to let Kyrie Irving walk out the door. No. I think he has the, 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 everything's in his hands. I think you offer him the max and you bring those two guys back a full training camp and you and you figure it out and they'll figure out how to play together but it's hard to let them walk out that door too much you gave up too much too much of terrific talent and dallas is not necessarily a big free agent market mm -hmm. we haven't seen them luca was drafted by them you got to remember that we haven't seen any big time free agents sign with the dallas mavericks yeah you haven't you haven't seen that Can so now you got an opportunity you got one right in your backyard you don't want to let them go Mm. So you're gonna you're gonna have, probably have to give him the max. While we on this basketball stuff, I know we got to move forward. How long do we have Twan here? Actually, Twan, how long, how long do we have you? We got some more good. We got some more good topics. You need some of my football knowledge. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! You know what? You know what we should do before. How long do What's we that? have Twan? Um, we have him for about ten. We we had a couple more topics we was gonna hit. Yeah, like like maybe we go to because uh, I love. For a lot of people don't know, this is uh well Brandon Marshall. We have Antoine Walker, Mister Shimmy himself. We got Corey mm -hmm. in the cut. We got Wu out west. We got BC in the booth, and we got Manderville. <laughs> You'll never see his face. We just have his name is Manderville. Um, <laughs> we're on Faction Talk, Sirius XM for all the listeners. Um, this is YouTube. We're streaming live uh, for you guys that are in the car listening right now. Man, maybe we do talk about. I want to get uh, Twan's perspective on tr what Travis Kelsey said. Mm -hmm. You know, but but I wanted to ask him one last basketball question. But be quick here, Twan, because I want to be respectful of your time. Because uh, the the you know I think uh, you might you might peel back some layers when I talk about dynasty and what Travis Kelsey said. Um, Zion, Zion Will yeah. Williamson, is he a Pelican next year or no? Yeah, I think he's a Pelican. Um, it's too hard. It's hard, and we know he's had some problems staying healthy. But it's too hard, especially for an organization like that, to hit a home run with a superstar. When Zion, when Zion is healthy, he's one of the top twenty-four players in the league. Okay. We've seen that. Um, so it's hard um, to get guys like that. So you don't want to give up on. Them. Obviously, with Zion, it's, it's always going to be. Hopefully not. I mean, he turns it into a positive thing. It, it's, it'll be a body situation for him, and if he can stay in shape and keep his body together. Um, hopefully he's doing that, doing his due diligence um, to make sure that he stays healthy. Um, but it'll be hard pressed. It's, it's too hard. You can't lose Anthony Davis, then come back, and then lose a Zion Williams from New Orleans Pelicans. That sets a franchise back too far. All right. So Zion, you know, you want you really want Zion um, to get to get get a deal done with Zion. Let, last one, I promise. Last one, I promise on this. Mm -hmm. We'll move on a little football because Twan does love uh, talking football. For you guys don't know, Twan actually, you know, legendary baseball player. Um, Could have probably made it in baseball. For real, though, I'm not, you know, I, I play a lot. But for real, though, you really were. Uh, football, you say you say you you say you played ball. Did, did you ever say you played football? No, I ain't played football. Okay, yeah, but you talk, you you know football, but you ain't played no, football. He was football. He was football fan growing up. Dallas Cow Dallas Cowboys I and the Bears. No, for four years too. Yeah, you yeah. did I what? With Nab, Simeon Rice, all those guys went to my high school. Man, I went oh. to a football school. Oh, that's cool. that's right. So 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 uh, we'll we'll get there. Uh, Dame Lillard is he. Mm -hmm. Is he a is he a, a blazer trailblazer? Did I, is he still a trailblazer? Yeah, that is a trailblazer. <laughs> is, is he a trailblazer? I think he's going to be. I just think he has a, you know, a tremendous loyalty to the, the Portland Trailblazers and being in Portland. Obviously, as as a as a basketball fan, and we would love to see him somewhere else. 
um, and, and, and competing for championships and being back in meaningful games. I'm not saying that Portland can't get there. I just think they're some years away. They're very, it's a young group. Um, the Western Conference is strong again. Too many other good teams out there. Um, so I just think I would love to see them stay, uh, love to see them go somewhere else and, and, and play for championships. Um, but I think he's just so loyal to to the Portland Trailblazers. He's not going nowhere. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, Brandon, you said it. We're going to talk some football. And over the weekend, uh, Travis Kelsey, he made an appearance on FanDuel TV, and he claimed that the Chiefs have a dynasty similar to the Warriors, right? So those were his claims. And he says that once he and Patrick Mahomes finish their careers, they'll have the same or uh, more titles than the Warriors. We actually had a clip from that episode. Let's take a look at it real quick. Is KC a dynasty? Do you define it as such? And when it's all said and done, which duo will have more championships? You and Pat or Clay and Steph? Man, that's a good question. Um, I would say, yeah, we're the Kansas City is, has been a dynasty for quite a while, for quite a while now. And um, obviously I'm biased. Excuse me, I'm biased <laughs> to that. But um, I think that uh, what Coach Reed has done uh, since he's been here in terms of winning, in terms of uh, the playoff runs and all the uh, division championships um, and the AFC uh, t uh, title appearances, um, then obviously the Super Bowls, we're 100% we're a dynasty. But uh, when you put it uh, up against what the Warriors have done, obviously we don't have as many championships right now. So uh, we got some work to do. We're on, a, we're on an uphill battle especially uh, when you talk about the, the, what the Warriors have been able to do. Unfortunately, I've seen quite a few daggers uh, from the Golden State Warriors uh, being a Cavs fan throughout my day. But, um, yeah, Cavs in seven anyways. But I think, uh, I think at, at the end of the day, Patty Mahomes finds a way to, uh, to overtake uh, – what is it? They got four championships? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Pat Mahomes is is definitely going to find a way to get more than four championships. Hopefully, uh, I'm still along for the ride uh, by the time he gets there. So, so Twan, I'm glad you're here, right? Because a lot of times people say that you know um, I'm wild, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'd be talking out the side of my neck, right? So if I do that here, um, you know, just let mm -hmm. me know you're a friend. Um, but I don't <laughs> think that would be the case because I, I did a little research um, when I when I saw that this was on the show. OK, and so I want to get your thoughts here. <clears throat> so initially, when I when I heard this, I said, hell no, they're not a dynasty. How can you be a dynasty? Right. Like two Super Bowls. Phenomenal. But when you think dynasty, I think like 10 year run. But then I did a little quick little search. and I'm like, holy shit. Like out of the last 10 years, they have the most wins out of any team. So you go from 2013 to. Two, 2023, the Kansas City Chiefs are number one, most wins, okay? But then I said, well, what is a dynasty? Because every time we talk about, we have these conversations, we have these discussions, we're like, okay, well, who's the GOAT? Well, what is a GOAT? We talk about elite. Well, what is elite? What's good, okay? So I looked it up, right? The best way to think about a dynasty in the NFL is to uh, equate consistency uh, consistent winning with postseason and Super Bowl success over time. A team can't have postseason success without a Lombardi trophy and claim a dynasty, right? Let's go to the next one that I pulled. Do we have the other one? Dynasty, right? So first, dynasty, sports. A dynasty is a team or individual that dominates, that keyword dominates their sport or league for an extended length of time, all right? So, when you do the when you do when you do the research, Twan, 
And I don't know if you have the other ones, right? Is where it goes through like the AFC champion. Yeah, do y'all have that yeah, clip? We, we have that one. Can we, we throw this up? Right. So the, the, I think this is statmuse.com I went to. All right. So you go to statmuse.com and I go through the last 10 years. The wins. Right. And I go through wins. Mm-hmm. Can we pull that up? Can I see that? Most NFL wins in the last 10 seasons. So you got the Chiefs. 117. You got the Patriots. What, 111? All right. But now you go to Super Bowl wins because it says dominate, right? Like, go go back to the last slide. Go back to the, the, no, the slide that says uh, dominates postseason, the other one. Go to the next one because it's important. Sports, dynasty, and team or individual that dominates. So dominates. And then you see here, right, you got to look it up. Like, I'm taking y'all in church. You know, the pastor always say, we got to go to the Hebrew of this word. Go to the Hebrew. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Toy. <laughs> so now it says dominate. So you got to dominate. Dynasty, dynasty, I think about 10-year run at least. And then postseason and Super Bowl. So now let's go to the next uh, uh, stat muse uh, graphic where it shows Super Bowls. Because if you dominate postseason, then it goes to wins. So you got the Patriots sitting here with three Super Bowl uh, 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 rings, Tuan. Yeah. So 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 when you think about wins, I'm like, damn. Well, initially I'm like, Tuan, I'm like, well, they're they're not a dynasty. But then I do the work, and then I'm like, well, they are dynasty because they have the most wins. But then I I break down the words dominate and postseason, and then at the most success it has been the Patriots. So then I'm like, oh, well, it's the Patriots. So my question for you, Tuan, and everybody out there, the Pamela's out there, the Christy O's out there, uh, the, the Go St. Patrick's that's here with us every single day. My question is, can there be two teams in the same era that are dynasties? That's my question. Mm. Wow, that's 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 great. That's a great question. If I could relate to basketball, I could take it from a period and and um of when we knew. I would say when it was the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was in Cleveland. I think that run right there when they when they played each other um, in the finals a couple uh, – was it three times they played each other in the finals? Yeah. Yep. It was like three times I think they played each other in the finals. That's what I could kind of – we knew we knew Cleveland was coming out the East. We knew Golden State was going to win the West. We always looking forward to them playing each other in the finals. Because and then the finals were so competitive. So those, the, I think that's the way that's the way I look at it to those teams. Um, football is different, man. It's, it's it's so hard in football. So so before uh, you go to football, so are you saying that in basketball, two teams could have a dynasty, be a dynasty? Yeah, I, I think so. I think if you look at it, I, I I just think even though Golden State end up winning more titles um, than Cleveland, but I think both of those teams, you know. We was looking forward to you could you could have fast forwarded for three four years that we could everybody knew we knew those two teams were going to be in the finals. Yeah, but Tuan, this is this is where I start getting off the rails to, for some people, right? And this is when they start calling me crazy when they say he's talking on the side of his neck, right? This is where we're at, and and tell me if I'm doing too much if I'm going too far. But if you look at the the, the definitions of dynasty, if you look at the the, the definition of dominance, right? Th- those are the words that comes out. Postseason success, and you can't say you had you, you you know you dominate the postseason if you don't have the Lombardi Trophy. You hoist up the Lombardi Trophy. So if 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 that's like what we're looking at, dynasty, how we're describing dynasty, and the Patriots have more Super Bowls, more 
you know, uh, uh, Lombardi trophies than the Chiefs, then they're the clear dynasty. Yeah. But, B, don't you put it to don't, you don't put it to thought that with football, it's a, it's a game by game thing, where in basketball, it's a series. So it's totally different. In football, you got one opportunity on that Sunday. You know what I mean? So it's totally different. Right. In, in basketball, you're talking about a seven game series. And you got to go, you got to go through multiple rounds to get to the ultimate. Mm. You know what I mean? It's different. You got, you know, you got to win four out of seven, three times just to get to the, just, just to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Right. When football is a little bit different. So, so, so let's do this, Tuan. Let's do this. Uh, team, let's clip this. All right. Let's run it on social, all platforms. And let's do a what do they call it? Poll. Let's do a poll. Let's do a poll. Oh, yeah, let's put a, put put the code. Just you know, record. Put the question out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, people... and the question needs to be: Can there be two dynasties in one era? Mm-hmm. That needs to be the question. And Tuan, what I'm betting on is that more people are going to say there can only be one. You know, um, I know you you talked about the difference. I, I think, you know, in, in basketball and football, I do hear you there. But it sounds like, you, you know, you're saying whether football, basketball, soccer, you can have two 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 teams that or, or maybe even three that are dynasties. No, I, I think you can have two because you want to get to get to the you want to have a chance to get there, the chance to win. And if if I can. This song, I come out the East three, four times, and that same team come out the West, another team come out four or five times. Damn, we we fighting for the dynasty. That doesn't right. mean because I didn't win it that I'm not a dynasty. You know, you know the body of work it takes to get to the, the ultimate game, right? To get to the Super Bowl, to get to the NBA championship. That's a lot of work, man. To get mm-hmm. get that done. And okay. If you get that done for three, four, five years yeah. in a row, I mean, obviously you want to win it all, but sometimes you're gonna come up short. Okay. You know. And you, have, you know, if you're able to get it, so that's a, that shouldn't take away from us being a dynasty. All right. Well, uh, I know, you know, tw- we we went three minutes over with Twan. We're on. <laughs> we this is Channel 103 <laughs> Faction Talk, Series yeah. XM. But Twan loves basketball. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure if you have like one good football question, Twan will give us another five minutes. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm I'm almost positive he's that type <laughs> of dude. <laughs> right, Twan, yeah, we're gonna keep that in mind, then, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep. Do you have for, any for anything good? What's some some additional football? Yeah. Do you have anything? Do we have anything on a on on a on a slate mm, that Tuan would like to talk about? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, Tuan, if you got if you got some more some more time on your hands, no With he, football. Yeah, yeah football. yeah, football. What you got, Corey? Give him a few things that we want to talk about. Well, honestly, I wanted to continue this conversation because I don't okay. think I don't think you really explained to the people like who you're – are you suggesting that there's two dynasties currently in the NFL right now? Are you still saying that the oh, Patriots me. are currently yeah, – I'm asking you. Are no, you that dynasty's that? done. Okay, okay. That dynasty's done, but I'm going off the last 10 years, right? right so, right, like, right. A, tw- from 2013 to 23, mm-hmm. who – Dominated because, like, I don't think you can call. Am I wrong here, uh, guys? Like, can you say dynasty and it's just three to four years, five years? I feel like it got to be like 10 years. I, I don't know NBA, where I got this from, huh? I think the NBA people tend to use that term dynasty after three or four championships, and the NBA mostly, though. Well, so, so, so I guess, like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's it where you know that's the benchmark if you have three to four uh championships. That can feel like a dynasty. That's legendary stuff. Or it got to be over like an extended period of time. You got to sustain success yeah. for a long time. Wait, sorry. And also I wanted to ask, are you agreeing or disagreeing with Travis Kelsey saying that the Chiefs are a dynasty? I feel that there can be one 
at the top. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think there can, when you talk dynasty mm-hmm. and you look at the NFL, I don't think we can say, oh, there's two dynasties happening right now. Because, like, you're, we're talking about dominate. Mm-hmm. Think about the word dominate. That means we dominate everybody. There's yeah. nobody can compete. Yeah. Right? And, and so I feel that the Patriots dynasty is done. Uh-huh. Okay? Unless Bill Belichick go out there and wins one this year. Uh-huh. And the, 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 the Chiefs are next up. If the Chiefs go out there and win another one in two to three within two to three years, oh, it's a dynasty. Okay. But I can't say a hundred percent it's a dynasty like Travis did. I can't say that because if 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 the Patriots didn't exist, then I would say okay, yes, because it's a it's it's a it's a monster. It's a it's, it's a you know it's a lot going against the Chiefs yeah. going to Arrowhead playing against Patrick Mahomes. Man, that's a headache. Right, right. That's right, a right. headache. So so you're saying there's no dynasty really in the NFL currently. There's, um, none, there's none as we speak right now. I think that I think that the Chiefs have an opportunity to become a dynasty okay. with one more legendary run. Because because I'm like, if we go with what you know, the point that Antoine was making, you know, the 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 he you were saying that there can be two dynasties at the same time, right? Because you're arguing that the Cavs and the Warriors were really you know dynasties at that during that they time both, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dominate. They both dominated their conferences. Yeah, yeah. And what well, we, we and knew what, we knew who was going to be in the finals. Right. It was a it was a stretch there for three four years that we knew who was about to be in the finals. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can argue that for the Chiefs, no? Because they like they they made three appearances. You know, they lost one to to Brady. But just, you yeah. know, like as Antoine Walker was saying, they made it there, right? Yep. And they're still, as we speak, one of the teams you can count on being a contender. You can count on them being in probably one of the last two games of the season in the playoffs, no? I, yeah, but I, I go back, like I'm being, you know, yeah, like the you, pastors say, y'all been, y'all, what, what kind of church y'all grew up in? Yeah. We going to church or what? You feel me? Like you go to church and, it, and they say, you read a passage. Go ahead. I, I just have to say this because BC... He wanted to say that he don't think the Cavs is a dynasty. No, during that era, because mm-hmm. all they did was lose. Except for hold on, hold time. on. Can BC chime in? Is there any way BC can chime? Give in? Give me two seconds. All right, BC is in the booth. All right, we're gonna see if BC can chime in because <laughs> right. how, how do how do how do you respond to that, Tuan? That that our BC who controls the board. So when we go from my camera to your camera, he this graphic to that graphic, BC in the booth is controlling this. So BC. Is saying that the Cavs were never a dynasty. True or false? Why? Because they because they only won one. But right. just going off how many they won. Correct. That's what he's saying. Just yeah, I, I'll speak for VC because he doesn't tell VC to come in here. Can't we just? Can't y'all just? I don't know how this technical stuff work, but can VC <laughs> just walk from out of the control room and just take your spot? Can he do that? Can he? <laughs> can he come sit in this chair? Well, no, he no, said he wait, can't. Well, I gotta, Why can't Manderville? Can Manderville take over? Only one point. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. three. I say I'm, I'm assuming he's saying that because they only was able to win one. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleveland was only able to get one championship out of that run. Right. Out of- uh, uh, so- uh, uh, Corey, what is BC saying? Uh, Wu, Wu got the, his. I mean, Wu, what yeah. is what is BC saying? He's trying to, he's trying to get in the mic. Okay, oh, okay, so we can at least hear him. Yeah, we want to hear I mean, this. Yeah, like Antoine, like you said, it's hard to get to the finals, and that's what the the Cavs were able to do for three years straight, and they won one. So it's like you you can't you can't take that you know. Away from them. Yeah, BC. Essentially, BC is just saying that they were competitive, but at the end of the day, winning is what counts. Yeah, and that's what makes you the dynasty is winning. Mm. Mm. 
Right. I can respect that. Yeah, that's an argument for you know they're not it, it, being that's, two at the same that's what time. That's we basing on. Yeah. Hey, they said uh, PT in the chat. I don't know if you can see the chat, Tuan, but like, no. I, yeah, you you should do that. You'll enjoy it about when you're on the show. But PT says LeBron is a dynasty, not the Cavs. It's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even a dynasty. What do you call that when you do a 20 year run? What's the what's the next level? Oh, I don't know, but I actually wanted to say that about uh, Tom Brady because he was a part of the Patriots as well as the, the Buccaneers. So it's like he's a dynasty on his own. And himself. Mm. If you want to say that about LeBron. No. no. LeBron, uh, Tom Brady was there for 19 years or tw- was it 20 years in, in, with the Patriots. Yeah, but him and Bill Belichick was the only constant. I know. But I don't know, going there and winning one in Tampa makes you a di- like, oh, I'm a dynasty. Yeah, he was a dynasty on his own. No, it was the Patriots. It was the Patriots dynasty. It's not Tom. It's not Bill. I hate that whole debate. Tom, how do you feel about it? We got to let Tom go. We're going to let Tom <laughs> go after this. Tom, how do you feel about that? Like this whole conversation around who was more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Um, I mean, I, I think it's, it's equal credit. Mm. Uh, I think you no, know, I, I I believe it's equal credit. I think obviously, you know, you got to have a good mastermind, good game plan. Um, so you got to give Bill Belichick the, the the credit for that. But then you got to have a player who can go out there and execute. And Tom Brady was one of the best at executing and getting it done. So it was a partnership. I think people want to look at that different, but they they were they were great teams, man. They had a little luck on their side. Some things went their way. Um, all that stuff plays a part, man. I I wouldn't take anything away from neither one of those guys, um, but. They both they coincide. You need both of them to be together. You need the coach to understand the players. You need the player to understand the coach. It's, it's, it goes it goes both ways in all sports to me, right? Especially with the, especially with your superstar player. Um, Tom, we gotta let you go. Um, okay. Basketball season's coming to an end soon. Yeah. Uh, feel, feel, feel sad for all you basketball fans <laughs> out there. I'm not. I'm like I'm ready for football <laughs> season. Tuan, uh can we can we book you during football season? Can we work with you during football season? Will you be yeah, y'all, kind y'all enough really, to come talk? Yeah, I think you guys should have been there that and, and really got my insight <laughs> yeah. on, on football. All Especially right. this, I mean, you, I'm not just a Bears fan, Brandon. I'm a football fan. I know you just think I'm a Bears fan. I'm just solely locked in the Bears, but I'm I'm a football fan too. Right, I'm no, a real fan. I love your perspective on football. Like I do, I do. Fantasy football, like I'm be locked in, like I'm really heavily involved during the football season. Yo, Tom, maybe we should do that, uh, like a I am athlete uh, fantasy league fantasy or something. Football league, yes, oh, yeah. that would be dope. Maybe be we can fun. open that up with our um, our 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 audience as well, like our our, our teammates. We gonna call Top y'all five. team. Pick like pick like five people from the audience to be a part of the the, the, the whole thing. That'd yeah, that'd be so, dope. Yeah, All right, we gonna do that. That's dope. All right, bro. You looking good, bro. Looking slim, looking lean. I don't know what you doing. Look like you eating a bunch of salads. <laughs> hey, but you looking good, bro. That's, that's what happens when you get sick, man. You got to gotta, gotta change it up, baby. There you go. I love it, man. All right, bro. All right, All right boss. Appreciate you again. <laughs> Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. (laughs) That's Twan, man. Love Twan. You know what would be great? I just thought about this. What if Twan gave us some baseball 
like you know feedback. I know maybe we're not that like experienced, but he would be like our baseball reference. Uh, I tried, I tried. It's the dark days of summer, man. <laughs> Bro, you know what's going to happen? Like we look at our numbers fluctuate in here and there. I feel like lose half our viewership. Does anybody like baseball? Who watches baseball still? <laughs> October. Huh? October you watch it. What, it's kind of like the finals. Well, you, is that when the World keep... Series comes around? Yeah, that's around October, the yeah. time of the World Series. Woo, you not watching. You not watching baseball. Woo. Hey, man, Base- go to a live game. A go to a live watch. game. Yeah, maybe live. I have. Right, I went but... to a Yankee playoff it's game where they, it was live. like a must win. It's it was. hard to watch on TV. It's very hard to watch. I feel like watch. a Yankees game got to be. I feel like that's a dope atmosphere, no? Yeah. Can we ask Can we ask uh, our teammates here in the chat, do you guys want us to talk baseball? Mm-hmm. Hell no. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was the first one I saw, too. <laughs> yes, we do. We don't uh, want to talk no damn baseball. <laughs> William Bernie. All right. All right. <laughs> so far mixed. Funny. Brandon Marshall here. Um, Ashley Nicole Moss, she's um, she's not on injured, revert, injured reserve yet. But this it is it is getting serious. Like, you know, she she talked about her foot. She was in in studio last week. So she's taking care of herself, making sure she's uh, okay. Um, so we're praying for Ashley, and, uh, and and we we want her back as soon as possible. But we can't rush. We can't rush. What what would we call her? I, I hate. I can't say star player. I can't give her that. Her head gonna get too big. Is like, she an all star or a superstar? Yeah. Is she, <laughs> right. is, is she the face of the franchise? Well, she's the first lady. Definitely first She's the first lady, lady Definitely for sure. A star player. I think we, we can go with yeah. star player, right? She's the star? Star player. I know, I know you said there's a difference between superstar and star. Not to say that, you know, she's not a superstar as well, but. Because you can look at it. Because, Corey, you could be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're the quarterback. You make yeah. everything go. Mm-hmm. And then, like, is am I the receiver? Is Ashley the receiver? Is Ashley the, the legendary running back? Is Ashley the quarterback? We're is the, she you a know corner? who we are? Um, is she a corner? She's spicy like a corner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, maybe no, we're the LSU offense, uh, you know, that Joe Burrow won the national championship with. Joe Burrow, okay. I got Jamar Chase, and I got Justin Jefferson. You can't beat that. Somebody said, uh, she the face for show. She's elite. She's the star player. Star player. Oh, did you General. guys know we that Ashley was in the chat today? Oh, was, was she? she? Yeah, oh, early on. I forgot to mention it. She was, was actually she? commenting and responding. Her and Chris Dio had a back and forth. What? Oh, so wow. why we bring that up, team? I know, right? We should have pointed that up. I, I think it was right when we got Twan on, and then I forgot about it. But she was responding uh, early on in the chat. Can yeah. we can we text Ashley? I'm a I'm a FaceTime Ashley right now. Yeah. Let's FaceTime Ashley. Um Ashley Nicole Moss. How is she how, how is she on the chat? Like let's see let's see if she can get back in this chat. Up. See if she picks up. She always screens my calls. <laughs> like always. Hold on. We are we're, we're, we're trying to get to Ashley Nicole. She got to prop the foot up. Oh, could you say you went to the crowd? <laughs> she had the foot up. Let's make sure she's okay. She's the ex receiver. I, I will say I do appreciate the audience for consistently mentioning her and showing her love with yeah, the teammates. That's love. Can we talk about how beautiful uh, Wu's shot is today too? Then we it's, got the new cameras. This hey man, it's mysterious Manda- Mandeville, man. He Sheesh. set me up. He got me good today. We went from the webcam to the to the ultra clear camera. I'm not sure Correct. exactly what camera. Got me in 1080 is. today. There we go, 1080. He that's a 1080. 1080 yeah. yeah. Tell them tell, that's Ash. See, that's what happens when 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 you when you when you lose your spot. It's <laughs> uh, called Wally Pip, and we'll talk about this another time. But uh, that's Ashley Nicole's Moss's camera. Hey exactly, man. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't mind it. I enjoy the camera. <laughs> we're gonna enjoy it while we have it, huh? No, we actually come back. We're gonna give her the Zoom uh, yeah. camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's give her the Zoom. <laughs> now she got she got to chime in from the you, iPad cam. You know she gonna be hot. You know mm-hmm. she gonna be like, "What is this? You know, why am I on the left? Why I'm not in the middle? <laughs> why my light ain't right? Yeah. Why Carmelo Anthony ain't behind me? <laughs> right? Like that's how she gonna be. Anyways, uh, we moving on. What well, we got? Yeah. Another thirty minutes. Yeah. No. I was gonna say, Brent, I wanted to go back to word on the tweet, right? Where we, you know, we discussed some of the trending topics on our timeline and whatnot. And one trending topic was Netflix's uh, Netflix announcing that they plan to release a documentary on the 2006 to 2009 Florida Gator team. They're gonna call it Swamp Kings. It's gonna basically just document just that whole era, right? Some names, some names on those teams, of course, to name a few: Tim Tebow. Carlos Dunlap, Percy Harvin, Joe Hayden, the Pouncey twins. That was also when Aaron Hernandez was there. Yeah, we know his story. And there was also another player on that team. We know he was, of course, convicted as, you know, for murder. Another player, Tony Joyner, he was on that team as well. So it's like they got a lot of. Hold on, Tony Joyner, they had two murderers? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. It's a lot to impact from those teams that they had in that era. Cam Newton. Cam Newton was also on one of those teams. I don't know if I mentioned him. Urban Meyer, was he dancing in? Let me stop, cause I like, I'm at, <laughs> I made some mistakes too. Uh, I ain't never killed nobody, yeah, but yeah, sheesh, right? I was about Two to make fun team, of Urban Meyer, bro. but shoot, I didn't have my moments. Ooh, Urban, yeah. Urban was in. Urban Meyer, who's the head coach of this team, was, Corey, yeah, yeah. also became the head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. Does everyone remember that run he had in Jacksonville? I think we do. I mean, they wanted him out of town as quickly as possible. That <laughs> yeah. dude, they had a game. Um, it was in maybe they was playing against the Cleveland Browns or the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And instead of flying back with the team, he stayed there, went to his bar because mm. he was the head, he was the Ohio Buckeyes. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Head in coach, Ohio. right? And they loved him. He won a national championship there. I don't know if he won two, but I know he won one. And so he had a little bar there. And then he seen Doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, and then he was fired. Was he fired shortly after that or did it take some time? I think it took some time, but you know, he was, I think he was out before, I want to say before the season was over. It was like a, like a game left or something like that. Corey, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. everybody recruited you. Did mm-hmm. Urban Meyer recruit you? I'm trying to figure out where he was at. Briefly, briefly. It wasn't Urban Meyer though, but it was um, uh, Mike Vrabel. He actually came to, to to one of my games and he was the one that was recruiting me, but, but not Urban Meyer. You wow. say they, did they offer you? They didn't. Did they didn't? No, they was one of one of a couple teams that didn't. A couple Dang. schools around. Tell the people, Corey. Man. But I was I was a big Michigan guy, so I wasn't really big on like getting the Ohio Buckeyes offer. So, okay. Yeah, I really like Michigan. All right. So what happened with this thing? What are you? What's so yeah, the question it's, here. So it's releasing August twenty third. You gonna watch it? I don't think I'm gonna watch it. No, why not? You are? I'm definitely watching. Like I said, there's so much to unpack. There's so many different storylines, so many different big names involved. I mean, you see how many guys that made it to the NFL that was on those teams? Yeah, but I don't I don't, I don't know. Like, August 23rd, like Aaron Hernandez, we heard that story already. Mm-hmm. The kid, the one kid, I didn't know they had two killers. Yeah. So maybe that'd be interesting to yeah. see what happened there. Um, I know the Pouncey Twins, so I don't need to hear anything from the Pouncey Twins. But it's the college version. Do you, you know much of the college versions of the, yeah. of the Pouncey Twins? It might be like some footage we haven't seen. I, I'm interested to see what it's going to be, you know, what it's going to be like composed of. I'm going to pass. What, yeah. what, what you feeling? I'm <coughs> Sorry, I'm a documentary head, and I didn't know that about Tony Joyner. Yeah. So I already, you know, watched Did you the research whole Netflix. Him too? Did you research some of the stuff on, on him? 
It says he reached a plea deal, but it, it was uh, but he was charged with the murder of his wife. Oh, uh, that's that's what I just learned on it. So. Okay, no, no, nah, I didn't know that. But I think they have quite a lineup, and and this reminds me of other documentaries that Netflix does, like when they did the uh, the, the the fight in the garden, Malice in the Palace. Mm-hmm. Like the, you just want to go back in time and kind of just experience it. Right. And as someone who's not the biggest on college, like I think that would be a great t- a great way for me to kind of like learn more about that team. Yeah. Um, but why would, you, why would you want to learn? Why would you learn about that team if you're not big on in college? That's like for me. That's, I'm because I'm a storyline guy. Storyline. Right? Okay. Storyline. Aren't you that's a big storyline like guy it could too? Be, it could be about golf. As long as there's a great storyline, that's what I want. Yeah. Really? Yeah. BC, by the way, just chimed and said he, he's not watching this. He's not he's watching good. it either? BC, <laughs> we, BC, we don't care about uh, your opinion right now because your audio, we can't hear you. We want you to chime in. We want BC. BC, come sit in Ashley's chair. Like I, I can't wait for everyone to get that really know BC. I right? know BC has great opinions. The only thing is, I'm the only one that hears them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's all in I have to constantly yeah. butt in to get his opinion in there. Right. We we're, got, we're gonna work it out though. We need a bigger. We need a bigger set, and uh, we need more cameras. Uh, so please, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribers. Uh, actually drives more viewership, more viewerships, uh, uh, drives more uh, revenue, more revenue. Uh, now you're playing with a budget where you can invest back into the show. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question mm-hmm. and then we can move on. And my iPad died. If you had a million dollars right now, woo, Corey, mm-hmm. I don't care about BC's opinion because we can't hear BC. So BC, <laughs> please don't chime in. <laughs> If y'all had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Give me the get, give me get, yeah, give me what would you, what would you do with a million dollars today? I already know what I would do. Invest half of it, take care of some bills for my family, and store the rest away. All right, break it down. Million dollars, okay? Be, All right, so give me the layers. I would I would invest in two things probably, like well, multiple things, but probably like stocks, properties, um, open small businesses, things like that. So like half a million would go straight to that. Okay. Let's say there's credit cards, siblings, uh, parents. I don't want them to struggle while I have a million dollars in my pocket. So I would take care of those things initially. And then I would try to use my investments, let's say, to create funding that I could give back to my family. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think for me, my, my mindset is it's a bigger picture than me. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer. I, all right. I, I love that. I love that. But what I would say is, um, you know, one of the highlights not highlights. One of the things that jumped out, and we had Wale on our show, uh, retired NFL player, um, president of global sports entertainment division at uh, UBS, right? So this is a big deal globally. Um, in our community, money flows up and that down. So like, think about what you just said, right? And those are the things that we need to really focus and focus on and try to try to fix for the next generation or just get our community where it needs to be, right? We need to invest in each other. Um, we need to make sure that we keep money flowing in our community, right? So we can continue to, you know, make sure that it's, it's thriving, it's healthy. But when we make it, right? Boom. Now you have a million bucks. Now half of your money is going to flow up to your parents, you know, your family, instead of flowing down to your kids' kids, right? So just think about that. 
and, and but it's that's that's the way it is and that's what we should do we should take care of our people uh but it just made me think about the conversation that we had with Wale and Antoine Antoine was a guy that made a hundred million dollars and he lost almost he lost all of it you yeah. know that's a public story so I'm not sharing anything that he hasn't shared uh to the world and he shared shared it right here as well um, on our platform. So if you want to hear more about that, go to the Antoine Walker and Wale episode. It was pretty, it was pretty dope, uh, for those that, you know, want to learn more about financial literacy and freedom. Uh, Corey, you have a million dollars. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm off the rip. I'm saving half of the million, right? I'm just going to save it. But the other half, I'm, I'm probably going to do a lot with it. One, like one thing I'm going to do is, is find two to three, maybe long-term stocks to invest in definitely going to do that i am athlete yeah yeah that's definitely long term and then and then what i'll do I, i'll i'll sit i'll sit on the rest of the money that i have because i think you know with time i think some ideas some some potential businesses you know some ideas that come up with what i want to do there like I, I really like clothing and whatnot i was thinking of maybe one day having my own clothing I see brand. you getting so into we'll, that yeah yeah we'll we'll see what that by the so way i, I just want to like say nice lump sum, uh maybe, something i'll do is, is lamel bivens that's Shelly, right? That is Shelly. Tell me why he said, I'm getting a Drake feature. No cap. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. investing in the Drake feature. It might blow. <laughs> in the Drake uh, feature, so. Listen, people making millions that might of dollars off one song. Could be. It got to be a hit. Send in, send in a verse. What's his name? That's Shelly. Oh, that's our Shelly. Shelly, yeah. Shelly, we got, yeah. We got people in the chat. Shelly oh, music too. our Shelly, who yeah. edits all of our clips on uh, anything you see on IG. and our, yeah, shout out to Shelly. And our, and our YouTube short. Yeah, shout out to Shelly. He, he's the man behind that. Um, interesting, Corey. But I will say, uh-huh. you know, like, so it sounds like you're gonna put some money under the mattress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going away, making sure. Yeah, but I see even uh-huh. that, like, you you can put your money. See, this is what I we have to learn how money works. Mm-hmm. So some of the most some of the wealthiest people in the world, they don't actually touch their money. Right. They use other people's money or the bank's money. So how do you how do you build wealth? How do you build an empire, a start your entrepreneur journey without using your money? Right. Well, let's say you have that million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. You can put that money, that million dollars in the market. Like you said, Wu. you put that million dollars in the market. All right. Now that's earning you. 15, 22%. Now, in the last year, it's been extremely volatile, up and down, up and down. A lot of people have lost 40, 50%, 60% of their fortune. Okay. Now, long term, if you in if you're in the market, right? Like me, because like I made all my money as a football player. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, you know, it's a, it's 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 volatile. It's volatile in this way where, you know, at 25, at 30, you could be done and you're never going to earn that money again. So instead of getting into the market and being aggressive and saying, I need to flip this money right away. No, you say, listen, 10 years. So you put your money in the market and you don't look at it for 10 years, which is not the case. Right. You have people working on it every single day, but you're in it. You're playing the stock market for a long time. So when it's volatile and it's up and down, you just ride the wave. When it's up, you don't take it out. When it's down, you don't you don't panic, right? This is this is the market. But if you have a million dollars in the market, okay, now that is generating 22%. Now depending on where interest rates are, you can go borrow against that million dollars. You can go borrow a line take out a line of credit. You can go take out maybe let's say Four or five hundred thousand, 
at 3% on 5%. So now with, with, with your money is paying for the money you borrow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a million dollars, keep it in the market. Boom. It's now instead of making over the last ten years, if you did, if you if you if you did like if you were just half decent, probably bringing in fifteen percent, right? And that's like just where the market's been historicals over the last ten years. All right. So fifteen percent. Now, if you go borrow, and you got to pay six percent on that. So instead of you bringing in fifteen, what are you bringing in? Nine. You're still making money. Yeah. Right. And that's. It's crazy. That's what I learned late in my career. 13 years in the NFL making $10 million a year. Like, I'm like, like, what am I doing? Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? There's some people out there, celebrities, entrepreneurs, pro- prominent uh, prominent uh, businessmen and women that will go buy a crib off of their line, off their against their portfolio. Or buy a $20 million crib. One of the wisest things I remember someone ever telling me was never use your own money. And what they meant was like, even if you have to go out and like pool the money together with groups of people, never use your own money. Mm. So it's like in that regard, yes, it's your own money, but you're using it in a way where it's like you're kind of like doubling the system or something. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, that's right. But here's the problem for our community is this. Uh, woo, I would say education else. right off the top. No, it's like we don't get that. We don't have we, we have to use our own money. Like the yeah, banking yeah, system yeah. was, you know, you talking about uh Systemic racism and uh, just how systems were created to block us out, whether redlining. Remember the f- how we generated wealth back in the day was off of real estate, being able yeah. to buy a home and then take out a second mortgage. People were taking out those second mortgages to then go invest in their businesses. That was the American dream. Yeah. OK, but we weren't able to get the homes. Correct. So that's where we talk about the wealth gap. So now we got to go hustle. We got to go do these uh, service jobs. We got to save up for 20 years and then take that money and be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of that money flowing down. My kids, your kids, your kids or future kids being able to say, OK, pops left me a million dollars. Now I got a head start on life. Yeah. So this wealth gap that we're talking about, like it's going to be extremely almost impossible for us ever to close the wealth gap. If we're always like hustling, 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 and we're not able to pass money down, our right. money goes up. Right. And, you know, I heard a wild stat that the like one dollar stays in the black community for only 24 hours before it exits and goes somewhere to Gucci or, you know, Ferrari, whatever your interests are, Nikes, whatever it is. It only stays in the community for 24 hours. Mm. Meanwhile, mm. in other communities, it's weak sometimes at a because they actually show support. They go to the mm-hmm. local grocery store, buy someone who shares the same culture and reinvest in that culture. Mm-hmm. We mm. just don't do that. Oh my goodness, that's that's great. Somebody said, be Marshall, turn I am athlete to the Grant Cardone show. <laughs> hey, y'all know this could go left, it could go right. All right, but some people, like we gotta have these conversations. And, and here's what I would say. This is what I Am Athlete is, the, the flagship show. Um, we're gearing up for a legendary run here soon. I know you guys want that, you know, that sit down, us uh, sitting down with some of the top athletes and artists in the world. Um, we'll do that, come in here soon. Um, but that show was built off of 70% evergreen in these type of conversations. One week we could be talking about financial literacy with Anton Walker and Wale. Another week we could be talking about, uh, you know, relationships, marriage, parenting, mental health. 
So we have these big topics and then it's 30% sports. Paper route gives us the opportunity to talk about sports daily. So we're in a conversation because on the other show, we're not chasing any headlines. We're just having conversations. This show, Paper Route, gives the opportunity to talk sports on a daily basis, but it's 80, it's 70 to 80% uh, uh, sports and the rest is evergreen, having these type of conversations, cultural talk, what's going on in the world of fashion and uh, what's going on in the world of, you know, uh, politics, what's going on in the world, just period. So uh, the pop culture element is uh, definitely something that we'll continue to add to the show. Um, what else we got, Corey? We have another 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 12 minutes of this amazing show today episode here on Faction Talk, Channel 103, Sirius XM, YouTube streaming live. What else we got? We got a couple more football topics. So Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson made an appearance on the Rich Eisen show Mm. and had some things to say about his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. This is what he said. He said, I think going into his third year, year two with us as a staff, I think the way he played the back half of the season is the way he needs to start this season. There's a lot of confidence at the end of the year with him, and that's the next phase, right? It's putting putting it all together, and we feel, I feel too, like he's that guy, you know, which he showed towards the end of the year he can put the team on his back. Brandon, you think Trevor Lawrence can lead the Jaguars back on a deep playoff run? Uh, I really like Trevor Lawrence. And and and, and um, I'm gonna answer this in a way that's not taking a shot at him because I feel like, you know, we do this too much with these young quarterbacks or just quarterbacks. Period. Okay. Now, a quarterback, you need a quarterback if you want to be successful and you want to su- sustain uh, success consistently throughout, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, years. But team, right? So no to Trevor Lawrence to your question, but yes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Because Doug Peterson is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. All right. A lot of people are saying that Trevor Lawrence was a bust before he got there, took over. And even last year, like he said, the first half of the season, it was bad. Yeah. We were like, man, this, this is not good. And then all of a sudden, boom, halfway through, they turned it around. And he looks like the guy that they drafted and everybody thought he was. We were saying that Trevor Lawrence was – uh, probably, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the best uh, uh, quarterback talents that we've seen since Andrew Luck. Mm. And then he started his career that way. Yeah. And then, boom, he takes off. But defense, what did the defense do? You know, what about coaching, right? And even his wide receivers, even Kirk. We were talking yeah. about Christian Kirk, right? Yeah, Christian Kirk. Oh, why is yeah. he getting paid twenty million dollars a year? What's going on? He he actually <laughs> played up to the contract. He did. he did, right? So I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have what it takes to go to the next level. This is a team that I think we need to be paying attention to. You talk about storylines, woo. You, yep. Yes, I do like storylines, but I like storylines within the things that I like. I want to point out because I don't know what happened during their bye week. But the first half of the season, they had three wins. And then the bye week happened, only two losses after that. Wow. Yeah, they turned it around. So if they come in with that kind of energy in this season, it's over. Mm. And then I see uh, B in here, morale, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, don't forget about Calvin Ridley on the Jaguars. This is going to be scary. That, yeah. but, but 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 let me let me throw this to you, Corey, real quick mm-hmm. before you give your thoughts here. Yo, it's going to be interesting. September 17th is when they kick off. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes is in town. Mm-hmm. 
And then you had the Falcons. And that's going to be an interesting game, right? Because they should win that game, right? On paper, they should win that game. All right? So you're going to see it early. How do they play against a contender? How do they play against a team that they can beat? you got to be able to look at both. And that's going to tell you what type of team you have. Then you have the Colts. And then you have the Steelers. The Steelers is going to be a big game. The Colts is a game. Like, the Colts are going to be really good. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Colts are two teams that I think we should be paying attention to. Those are the storylines, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely have them there. But on paper and then going into the season, they should be better. You have Anthony Richardson. How is he going to adjust to to, to the pro game? Is he going to be okay starting off this year? They're in better position. But then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not a contender. And it sucks because I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm a Steelers fan yeah. outside of me, you know, the teams I played for. But you have Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's yeah. always going to have his team in position. He's shown that. Right? Isn't he one of the most winning, winningest coaches? Yes. He's I never had a losing lost. season. Yeah. 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 He's never had a losing season with these terrible years he's had over the last or situations, positions he's been in or these team, this franchise has been in over the last five, six years. So then you have them. Then you have Bengals, the Ravens. Like this is a tough, this is a tough schedule. And I think I'm looking at this right. So, Corey, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars um, could find themselves in, you know, a good position come postseason because i mean i think they definitely win their division right i mean we're, we're talking about a division you they they have the Colts. you don't think they match up well against the Colts? you don't think they'll have a more explosive offense than the Colts? um it depends on anthony richardson that, that's yeah. what it comes down to now i know they're going to protect him i know they're they're also they have great coaches there uh, they're not going to ask him to do more than he than he than he can do mm-hmm. um they're not going to ask him to lead the way it's a team thing but I just think that Colts are going to be a really good team. They've had yeah. top five defenses over the last couple of years. They've had great play up, up front offensive line. They have a great offensive line when they're healthy. They have a running game, potentially the best, not the best running back in football, but maybe the best running back in football when he's healthy, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, they do have some receivers. So, you know, the, the Colts is a team to look out for, but – they stack up better. Yeah, well, so, you know, the Colts, they they drafted Josh Downs. They added Isaiah McKenzie. He was at Buffalo. They got Michael Pittman Jr., and then they got Alec Pierce. He was a guy who kind of came along last year. I don't know if you got to watch some Colts games. But then you talk about, you know, the Jaguars, wide receiving core, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. So um, it's going to be – and then you got Evan Ingram, too, at the tight end position. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. But we got another story, too, right? So <laughs> recently – uh, Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs says that quarterback Jordan Love can do the same exact thing as Aaron Rodgers. So we got a full quote from him. This is what he told uh, Dennis Cross of Spectrum News 1, Wisconsin. He says, I think Jordan can do it. Um, I think Jordan is a really good quarterback. When you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really great quarterback, but I believe Jordan can do the same exact thing. So I don't really see what's the big difference. Brennan, I got to ask you, you know, is this, you know, as a receiver too, they, they said this is the time of the year where, you know, you hype up your quarterback and still maybe some confidence in him. Is that is that what he's doing here? Or, you know, does he really believe that? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, no disrespect. Um, I didn't know who the kid was, the receiver was, so I had to Google him, right? Mm-hmm. And because I'm like, why would you say this? You know what I mean? And, and he's in his second year. I think they drafted him in 22 
fourth yeah. round. Yeah. And no shade on the fourth round, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was a fourth round. I was 119th pick in 2006. Yeah, he was 132nd in 2022. Right. So I'm not saying he's he's not like that because you can be like that. We've seen a lot of players. Hell, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. But, like, I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and so, like, these are things that I would say – you know, these are things that I would have said when I was younger. These are things that I still kind of say. So I would say to the young man, you know, here's the two things you got to look out for, right? When you go out there and you make these bold, audacious statements. One, if you hit, you're a genius. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Two, yeah. if you don't, you're going to put yourself in a position where you better be able to take what comes that way. Like, people going to call you crazy. People going to say that you don't know what you're talking about. People like myself, well, who is this kid? <laughs> like, because you're Aaron Rodgers? Come on, man. This is a this is a wild statement. But maybe love can go out there and ball. Maybe he'll shock the world. I'm not betting on it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. All right? Oh. Let's Car- show Romero some love, though, because I, I have, see hold here. On. I got to take this call. Shakari okay. Richardson. Uh, yeah, I don't know oh, if you Shikari? can. Hold on one second. <laughs> I'm going to call you five minutes. Right back. All right. Well, she's so, she's so hard to get in contact with. I ch- like I, She'll hit me back, and then I'll hit her. She'll hit me back. <laughs> Yeah, I remember we remember we went to a no, Yeah, we ain't gonna say we gonna say that. <laughs> Go ahead, you can oh, say sorry. that. Uh, scratch it for the <laughs> say we went we went to Orlando to shoot and she stood us up. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. You did. Uh, he said I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> we was in the building. We was ready. <laughs> we was ready. We still made it work. But anyways, uh, what was I saying? I'm sorry. We're talking about Romeo Dubs, though. You know, oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, you go out there, you know, maybe love will, will, will surprise us. He'll shock us. But I, I, I'm not I'm not betting on that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, look, man, go out there, ball, shock the world, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. We shall see. And oh, I was it, just going to say, just yeah, to show love, I like to show love. Mm-hmm. It shows here that in his uh, 2022 campaign, he was averaging 10 yards per reception. So, you know, I mean, he's not like. He's on the cusp, like he's mm-hmm. getting there. Mm-hmm. He only had one year, but I do want to show him some love. I know he's a little unknown right now, um, but why do you want to show him love? Um, I just don't like to lead with hate or anything like that. <laughs> Give him some more attention, you know. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, I, I respect. I've I've that. I love seen, that. I've seen I love him play. That. He's pretty good. You're a nice guy. Goes back he's to community. Good. That's all. You yep. you are a nice guy. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but hey, Brandon, before we uh, say goodbye to the people, I don't know if this weekend you saw uh, our Angel Reese. You know, we had an opportunity to to get an exclusive interview with her immediately after she won the national championship. But she made an appearance in a music video over this weekend. Lotto and her uh, uh, single featuring Cardi B put it on the floor. Right. This is actually a screenshot of her in the uh, in the um, in the music video and whatnot. And then, of course, Cardi B gave her a little shout out. Yo, like what? Like, look at look at Angel Reese, man. She's doing it, isn't she? You know what? Uh, this is this is what you call uh, taking not advantage. Owning the moment. Yeah. Riding away. I agree. Mm-hmm. This is awesome, man. Like the the only knock I can say, and Wu, I know you can be like, oh, we gotta mm-hmm. do long. Why you gotta be? We gotta be positive. It's just like know your brand. Mm-hmm. Like she right now uh, is in a moment where uh, she can transcend into transcend into like almost anything, man. That's right. This anything. has been her summer ever since we've done that. Ever since she's won, 
I yep. feel like she's just been blowing up, enjoying life, mm-hmm. and 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 just I guess gaining some some regular like recognition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's gonna be great when she enters National. the WNBA. Some global, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. Especially doing something like this. Cardi B is global. Correct. Putting Absolutely. on these type of stages. Yeah. But this is big for WNBA is what I'm trying to get at. I think that mm-hmm. she's going to be one of those pioneers that really get mm-hmm. the league to take off. That's right. You know? I mean, she's proven just how marketable a woman can be, right? Absolutely. Just as marketable as a man. I mean, Absolutely. we're seeing her just all over the place. And, and really, and, shout out to Angel Reese. And, and maybe even more powerful because when you think about buying power, I mean, especially consumer brands, 60%, 70% is driven by women. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So like this is I'm glad you brought that up. Like I actually love that moment that they had. It was controversial, but like it highlighted it's put a bigger spotlight on women's basketball. Correct. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And this is and that's another moment where you look at where they say, um, you know, all 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 publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. She, they, they did it. The WNBA, the well, women's basketball, Angel Reese, they parlayed that into a lot of eyeballs, a lot of impressions, a lot of attention. Absolutely. It was a great show. We miss you, Ashley Nicole Moss. Um, come back soon. Heal up. Put that foot up. Um, if you need, you know, uh, uh, you know, a flush out, like someone to come and get the swelling out your foot. Uh, Corey loves feet, Duh. so he'll come and just flush your foot out, right? <laughs> Right? I I get you right, Ashley. Yeah. (laughs) I get you right, Ashley. We love you guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, Who's who's on the show tomorrow? Tomorrow we got Andre Drummond. We have Andre Drummond coming in? Coming in. He's going to be in studio with us. Fire. Fire. And then we also have, uh, what else happening this week? And then on Wednesday, we're going to have Jordan Burks announcing his, uh, his commitment on Wednesday. Is that our first announcement on the show like that? I believe so. Yeah. History breaking. Absolutely. That's right. And, and, you know, he's for you guys that don't know who he is, um, Overtime. Overtime took the world, basketball world, for uh, you know, by storm. They went out there and said, you don't have to go to college. You can go to overtime and you get paid. So they were kind of like at the forefront of this whole paying high school athletes, Neil, whatever. And so he was one of the superstars there. And so there's a few teams, few programs that want him, want him bad. And he'll make the announcement right here. And then we also have KJ Osborne. Absolutely. You know, uh, you got Thursday. You have, uh, you know, Batman and Robin out there in Minnesota. You got Justin Jefferson on the other side. Then there's KJ Osborne. Did you see this kind of year he had last year? He had a good one. Good one. All right, guys. We love y'all. We'll see y'all tomorrow noon right here on YouTube. Faction Talk Series XM, Channel 103. Peace. 